Welcome back to Killer Fun, where we explore the intersection of crime and entertainment. I'm Christy. And I'm Jackie. And we're so glad that you're back with us. We're doing our Halloween special all week long. This is so much fun. Last night we talked about Evil Dead in our live episode. You can catch that right now in your feed. Right now we're going to have a quick episode about Psycho. Sorry, that's like quintessential. Everybody has to do that. Okay, so here's the funny thing. My kid did that the other night. My younger 12-year-old child pretended (gasps) to have a knife and went, and I'm like, how do you know that? You've never seen Psycho. Right. But memes, I guess, or clips? It was on Gravity Falls. Oh, okay. Well, it is everywhere. It's pretty... It's pretty, pretty ubiquitous. Classic. Yeah, ubiquitous <laughs> is a better word than classic because I feel like classic vale- <laughs> is like a validation of like horror and films, which of course it is valid because we have a podcast about it. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> All right. So we're going to talk about the inspiration behind these movies. Ooh, we talked about it last go. night. We're going to talk about it today with Psycho. So first... I'm going to give you the IMDb one sentence recap that's, you know, spoiler free typically. A Phoenix secretary embezzles $40,000 from her employer's client, goes on the run, and checks into a remote motel run by a young man under the domination of his mother. And of course, that woman, that secretary, is Janet Lee. Oh, yes. Beautiful. And that young man running the hotel. Anthony Perkins. So cute. Oh my gosh, he was adorable. He's adorable. I mean, he was a cute, cute guy. No wonder he was an actor. I mean, of course. Of course. You look at him and you're like, oh, he's adorable. But he does a great job of looking psycho. Uh, uh, Oh, yes. Yes, he looks disturbed. Disturbed, but only in flashes and moments, which is exactly why he was such an amazing actor, really. Psycho. The movie was based on a book. That doesn't surprise me, but I didn't know it before. There was a 1959 novel of the same name by author Robert Bloch, B-L-O-C-H, Bloch, 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 probably not Bloch. Well, no, I think maybe Bloch. You think, oh, what? Like, you know, like Koch Brothers. Oh. There's a C-H in there, but it's not Koch. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. I don't know. Okay. Maybe if there was a T in there, it'd be... Botched, well, Miss, Mr. I don't know. Robert, I'm sorry if I pronounced your name <laughs> wrong, even though you're probably not Long alive dead. anymore. <laughs> uh, we digress. Alfred Hitchcock bought the rights to the movie and he fast tracked it by recording it in black and white. So they had color film in 1960, but he wanted it. To he wanted to get it out right away because the book had just come out, and I don't know he had he was Hitchcock had a plan and his plan was black and white get it out right away. Well, and that was the smartest decision he ever made. I mean, really, yeah, really. This is considered to be the first installment of the flasher, the flasher. Ooh, that would be interesting. <laughs> the slasher genre. I don't think there's a flasher genre. <laughs> I mean, maybe. There yeah. probably is. But maybe, maybe on adult websites. Or maybe like, I don't know, if you search tickled, you might get flashers. <laughs> 
et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, it's, you know, all in the same vein. Oh my gosh. If there's a whole flasher conspiracy out there, like tickled, I will lose it. We will have to cover that. I'll have to look. <laughs> do you really want to? I'm, I'm not sure that can I do. Can your search history handle this? <laughs> I don't think it can. Again, we digress. <laughs> So the film wasn't as violent as the book. The book was much more violent. It, Norman Bates cut off the secretary's head. Oh, that is that is violent. Mm-hmm. I didn't see that coming. <laughs> I'm yeah, thinking appendages so, or something, but like decapitation. Yeah, wow. it was like full on pretty uh, yeah. severe. Okay. But both the book and the movie were inspired by... Ed Gein's notorious serial killer, sometimes called the Butcher of Plainfield or the Plainfield Ghoul. In 1957, they found that Ed Gein had exhumed several corpses from local graveyards and made trophies out of body bones. Body oh. bones? Bones. <laughs> <laughs> And skin. <laughs> it shouldn't be something I'm laughing at, but that's... Body know, bones. Body bones. Yeah. I'm not post- laughing at, like, making trophies is with skin. <laughs> I digress. Yeah. Um, I wow. He made trophies out of the corpses. Yes, out of the bones and the skin. He had skill in tanning, so he would tan the skin. Oh, he'd make leather? And, but, like, upholstered chairs but and like, stuff oh. with it. Oh my god! What? Human leather? Oh, that's disgusting. I always think our skin is too thin for that. But I I guess not. But you know what? They may do snake skin and things like that. And you know what? I have no problem wearing a lot of other kinds of skins as long as it's... I don't know. I'm not super upset about the whole industry, but I, I want it to be ethically run to a degree, which I know that sounds completely <laughs> hypocritical, but human leather? Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Weird. Is that like a thing now, though? Like, is that like a real thing? Can you like donate your body to be like tanned and... I don't think so. You know, like, wouldn't that be hilarious? Put that in your will. You have to <gasps> tan my hide and then like make a chair out of it. <laughs> oh, the I'm things like- I want to screw with my family about. <laughs> Well, it's not going to be boring to be your heir. (laughs) I don't want my funeral to be boring either. (laughs) I can tan you, but they have to put your skinned corpse in the open casket. Oh my gosh. Happy Halloween, everybody. (laughs) I'm snorting. That's where I've gotten to today. Oh. Oh my gosh. Okay, so I don't think I ever realized that this was about like, Maybe or inspired by some some real events. Although this also kind of sounds like maybe an inspiration by hand, like Hannibal. Um, well, and that brings me to <gasps> my next thing was that he didn't just inspire Psycho. He inspired also the Texas Chainsaw Massacre yeah. and Silence of the Lambs. Okay, so this is what I was thinking when you were reading. I'm like, Ed Kane, I know that name. Wait, what? Yes. And then I couldn't pick, I couldn't place the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, but uh, Silence of the Lamb, when you said that about the... The skin. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. That made sense. It took him a long time to be, to go to trial 
but he actually killed two women as well that he admitted to. So all of these things, he went to trial for the murders uh-huh. and it took him a while to actually get tried for them because they, it took him almost or over a decade to find him mentally healthy enough to stand trial. He was considered uh, very, very mentally ill. Like, yeah. <laughs> I feel like it's circular logic, but yeah, I'm uh, on board. Yeah. Like, that doesn't... Yeah. Uh, he and Norman Bates both had uh, domineering mothers. Mm-hmm. They both dressed up in women's clothing. But, like, in a dissociative type of way. Uh, yes. Not I... so much like a, a cross-dresser or somebody who's transgendered. We're talking about, like, dissociative identity disorder. Like, they dressed up yes. and sort of... Yes, before anybody really knew that was the thing. Right. Like, yeah. they sort of felt like they were that person, not that they were... Right. Gender well, definitely, that's definitely true for Norman Bates. That's the character. definitely true for Norman Bates. Um, Ed Gein, it's less clear. Oh, okay. As the psychosis goes. Okay. You know, you just, like, sometimes yeah. you just. You get, Not specified. It's, it's <laughs> t- difficult to get a handle on what people are actually going through, especially when you have somebody who's unknown to be a liar. Yeah. You know, you, that, just, you, don't know. you just don't, you don't know how. Uh, truthful they're being with you at any point and time. unless you deal with it at the moment it's really hard to kind of go back and do these mm-hmm. things that's takes i feel like a talent to be able to look back at these cases and go okay this is what i see going on there mm-hmm. you mentioned silence of the lambs i did okay so he he did ed gein did create a woman suit oh oh really yeah so that he could try to literally crawl into his mother's skin oh because he missed her so much after her death, even though she was horrible to him. Well, that's she a little was, bit of that. Uh, yeah, like a Stockholm mm, syndrome. A little bit, but on of. like an extreme level. But ooh, 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 put the lotion in the basket. Oh, <laughs> I know. Yes. I love that movie. <laughs> <laughs> I love all of them. I love the whole series. Mm-hmm. I think they're fantastic. Yeah. He lived on a large piece of property, Ed Gein did, when he went to the institution Mm-hmm. Uh, they, I mean, they would have called it an insane asylum then. We yeah. wouldn't call it now. It's an institution. Uh, but uh, the his property was uh, valued at $4,700, which is only like forty two, forty five thousand dollars $45,000 in today's so money. Pretty, well, you said it was, it was big. A, it was a big piece of property, but it was like out in the middle of nowhere. It wasn't really... And it wasn't like a ranch. And, uh, well, yes and no. It wasn't a working ranch. Mm-hmm. It would have taken a lot to get it up and running. This it is was, in Texas, yeah? Uh, no, Wisconsin. Oh. Yeah, he was okay. in Wisconsin. He was in Wisconsin. Yeah, so, you know, the, the great white north. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's a whole different... That's what I was confused about, because for some yeah. reason I... You were maybe saying. the Texas Chainsaw Massacre <laughs> had me all kind of messed up, but yeah. I didn't realize, okay, so we're talking about like some snowy yes, sort of snowy, land. difficult to live yeah. sort of place, maybe it trapped in your house on this large piece of property for days, weeks at a time because of snow. Yeah, yeah, that's a, it, it might it might have been a challenge, but they were scheduled to auction his property off in March of 1958 after he'd gone to the institution. Okay, you know to to like restitution and pay for his care and whatever you know murderers right. don't get to keep their stuff typically. But 
10 days before that, the house was destroyed by a fire because it's believed that the neighbors didn't want it to become a tourist attraction. And they were very worried that, Hmm. which I can totally see. I totally can see that. Yeah. When Ed learned about his family home burning down, he was just like, just as well. That was his only reaction. (laughs) (laughs) Just as well. I was like, I feel like when he heard about that, he had already started treatment, probably coming around a little bit. It sounds a little more lucid at that point. Okay, fine. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. I thought it was kind of funny. He lived to be an old man, too. He didn't die until 1984. No. Yes. I didn't know that. He was 77 years old. Did he ever, like... Did he ever come around and speak about that? Was he? Did he ever become well? I think he confessed to the murders and uh, pled guilty to them. And I believe he was sentenced to death and then they commuted his sentence or oh, something. I'm not exactly about that? sure. Interesting. Yeah. Um, but he was a, a very ill man for a very long time. They think he may have killed his brother as well. Oh. So, but that he never admitted to. Okay. That's all I have on Psycho. Oh my gosh. Okay. So I love Psycho. I think Uh it's just one of those classic films you have to watch, you know? And I actually think it is more scary than so many other, like, quote, slasher films. Well, a lot of those end up being funny because they're kind of dumb. Yeah, because they don't make any sense. But, like, this guy, you know, Norman Bates, it's almost like that feels like a legit issue that, that might be possible that somebody has. I don't know. Like he is, and it's so scary because he's so manipulative and so charming. And I think that's what's scary is like, he was so cute and charming and also very, very sus. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> to, to borrow a uh, term from among, the, us. among us, the yeah. game that the kids play. Yes. Yeah. Very sus. Very sus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Orange seems very sus today. We should vote him out. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag AOC for the win. <laughs> All right. So we have another episode coming at you. It's right behind this one in your feed. Check it out. We're going to be talking about scream. You can listen to it right now, or you can save it for tomorrow and have a little bit of fun with us all week. Every day of going up to Halloween. So we're excited. Thanks for joining us. That's right. And make sure that you find us on the social media. Find us on Facebook, Killer Fun Podcast, exploring the intersection of crime and entertainment. Find us on Twitter at Killer Fun Pod, or send us an email, killerfunpodcast at gmail.com. Bum, bum, bum. Da 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 da.